this week on Inside Motorsport, we look back at the Shannon's Nationals and racing at Lakeside last weekend and hear what Rick Kelly will be doing at the start of next year. I hope you'll stay with us. O'Brien joins us on the line as we've had two interesting weekends of motorsport. Firstly, to two weeks ago, Gary, when, uh, gee, we've had one of the uh, most controversial finishes to a race in Australian motorsport history. Stuart Kateris in the pit lane and doesn't get the uh, victory. Yeah, he didn't get the uh, the nod from the the judges at that stage. I I don't know if that's appealable or not because... um, there's nowhere in the sub-regs that um, any of us that look through says which side of the wall you have to cross the control line on. And the control line being at the top of the pits, um, it could be appealable. And um, I'm yet to find out what to, whether that will be appealed and, and also the situation with the intercoolers on the BMWs. Yeah, it is interesting because uh, one of the uh, one of the things that got changed in world motorsport a few years ago was the control line extending to pit lane, and I guess this is just a case where whilst he's not claiming that he crossed the finish line in pit lane, he's saying no, no, I'll go around and do my lap. The problem was his car was in pit lane, and the timing and scoring locked him out of doing that final lap. Well, once the checkered flag out does come out, pit exit is closed. Uh, that's the issue. So he couldn't uh, go out and continue and do the lap. And also, they had no radio, they had no dash, and they had no fuel. So there was little choice of what they could do. Uh, if he had, had his, because it was near dark at the stage, if he'd um, been able to see the checkered flag or got a pit board, he would have just coasted down straight and taken the win. Mm. Well, it certainly made for an interesting end to the round of the uh, Shannon's Nationals. But you've been up in Queensland and, uh, of course, the first of the Australian-New Zealand test matches was on for certainly some wonderful, wonderful race cars. Uh, The Trans Am Challenge, the second leg of the Trans Am Challenge, it was at Queensland Raceway about three or four weeks ago. Had our second round up here at Lakeside uh, Raceway over the weekend. Four races and the New Zealanders won all four of them. Uh, with um, uh, Mallon winning one and uh, Dale Mathers winning the other three. So turn the tables somewhat. Uh, it's all taking fairly lightheartedly uh, this competition between the Queensland uh, Trans Am Association and the New Zealand Historic Muscle Cars. Now the plan is that they'll come back in two years and do it all again uh, as a group. They may come individually uh, next year and do it. And, of course, there's a lot of Aussies will get Hampton Downs in January next year for the twin meetings that are back-to-back weekends. Mm. It's going to be uh, it's going to be interesting to see how this Trans Am series all can keep running because Trans Ams are huge in in New Zealand, but they haven't always been a huge category in Australia. Well, it, it, it isn't the Trans Am you're thinking of in New Zealand. These cars are basically are a step down from Central Muscle Cars and they're called um, Historic Muscle Cars in New Zealand. That's the group they run under. They do run at Central Muscle Car Meetings as a support category, and as they like to say, we go out and enjoy ourselves, and then we can sit back and watch the big boys go and try and rub each other out. <laughs> <laughs> so it makes it quite interesting. And, of course, um, the, um, the Australian Trans Am Cars, which is, um, for those who don't know, we're talking cars, American muscle cars, two-door uh, two-door variety built between 1966 and 1973 with limited modifications. 
Mm. And um, the, most of them have been uh, resurrected wrecks that have been built up in race cars. And uh, certainly it's a, it's a great series so far and a uh, very good one to have at the Lakeside Classic on the weekend because there was some other good gear running around up there as well. Mm. Well, of course, it was the New Zealanders that took the... Uh took the prize as you mentioned and uh, can you tell us a bit more about Dale Mathis Ford Mustang? Uh, um, not a great deal, uh, obviously him being a Kiwi, he brought that car over here but a lot of them were muscle, were central muscle cars and uh, they've just come back in a more realistic uh, uh, and cheaper obviously uh, form of motorsport by not running these big 410 NASCAR blocks and such like and uh, that we see in the central muscle cars and because uh, it's a boss mustang three uh 351 i believe uh the chev camaros that are there are um basically all 350 chevs of course and there's a couple of uh 302 engine cars shane cowan is a local from up here um his son races in saloon cars he ran a 302 engine car got to the lead in one race and believe it or not had him pissed and let go about two laps from home and unfortunately uh coasted across the line in third spot and then they uh, red flagged the race so when they got uh, pushed back a lap um, he, he still got a result but didn't do his day much good mm. now of course you're up in Queensland at Lakeside last weekend and you'll be at Queensland Raceway this weekend for the V8s have you got a tip for us on who you think could do the business up there at QR well, well at this stage I mean we're a long way out FPR are claiming that um that They'll get a pole and they may um, actually go on with what they started at um, uh, Townsville. But uh, they're predicting rain on Friday and Saturday at least, so that could be uh, something to look at. Uh, where that'll make everyone sit. But I can't go past Triple Eight being their home circuit and where they do their testing. I think they'll be pretty strong here and they'll want to bounce back after the um, different form at Townsville. Mm, well, Gary, always a pleasure to catch up with you and look forward to seeing you up there in Queensland Raceway this weekend. Yeah, I look forward to seeing you too. And, of course, we've got a Shannon's National meeting the following weekend, which is the next round of uh, AMC action. And, of course, we may hopefully we don't see the same sort of situation we had at Sydney Motorsport Park. Rick Kelly will be driving for Nissan at this year's Bathurst 12-hour. He's very excited about getting the call up into the factory Nissan GT squad. Well, I couldn't be more excited about it. I mean, the GDR is an absolutely amazing car in a standard form. So... You know, in a modified form like this, I'm sure it's uh, it's going to be capable of great things. Uh, I haven't actually competed in the Bathurst 12-hour before, and to be honest, it's mostly come down to the right opportunity, and, and um, certainly this one is the right opportunity, something I'm very excited about, and uh, it's going to be, for me, the first time I've driven something apart from a V8 supercar in, in quite a while. So, uh, um, like I say, I literally couldn't be more excited about the opportunity relationship that we've got with Nissan in Australia is extremely strong and we've, we've, we work very closely with the entire team at Nissan in all areas of our business and you know in, in most areas of theirs and that's something that we've really embraced this year and uh, as part of being a factory team and being Nissan Motorsport Australia and with that you know it is a bit of a secondary thing there is always the opportunity to, to um, partake in international events and be part of Nissan on a, on a global scale and Nissan Motorsport Nismo on a global scale and you know Nissan Motorsport internationally have 
obviously kept a very keen eye on our V8 supercar program since its birth, or since the announcement in February last year and its birth this year at Clipsal, um, obviously sending a couple of the key guys over to, to witness our very first event. And, you know, we've had a very, very strong and open dialogue with them ever since that time. And, um, you know, this is just one of, the, of the, the many great things that I think will come of this and there's been a lot of planning involved not only in this but in, in obviously programs that we're going to hopefully be able to launch in Australia and globally as part of the Nissan team in the near future. Darren Cox is the Worldwide Motorsport Manager for Nissan and he talks about why Nissan are coming to Bathurst and bringing Rick Kelly along with them. Nissan race extensively all around the world. We obviously race in Japan and have been very successful with the Nissan GTR over the last two years in the Super G- GT Championship being the champions. We also race extensively in Europe, both in GT3 with the GTR, but also in the Le Mans series and also the global Le Mans series, the World Endurance Championship in LMP2. And of course, recently, with the addition of the Supercar V8 program, you can see that Nissan's motorsport activity is expanding around the world, really to cement what we mean when we say Nissan innovation that excites. So it's really a pleasure that we're able to send some of our international drivers to the Bathurst 12 Hours, an iconic race circuit inside Australia, but also around the world. And we're very pleased that the GTR will be making a return there, um, obviously led by our own uh, Rick Kelly, uh, who's very familiar with the circuit and uh, we're looking forward to him leading a team of international drivers at the 12-hour race in Bathurst. That's all we have time for this week on Inside Motorsport. Till next time round, keep smiling and bye for now. Inside Motorsport is produced by Thunder Media for the Community Radio Network.